Welcome to the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition podcast. Today we are speaking with Dr. James Mills of the National Institute of Child Health and Human Development about the study, Maternal Obesity and Congenital Heart Defects, a population-based study, published in the June 2010 issue of AJCN. Before you conducted your study, what do we know about the relationship between maternal obesity and any type of birth defect? Why did you suspect that there was an association to begin with? Uh, about 15 or 20 years ago, uh, colleagues of ours uh, were interested in the issue of obesity and birth defects, and they discovered that uh, central nervous system defects, um, particularly spina bifida, were associated with maternal obesity. And that really opened the floodgates, and people became interested in studying obesity in relation to all different types of birth defects. And uh, as it has turned out, over the years, the uh, association that we found with spina bifida has been confirmed many times, so that's now well established. Um, And uh, so people are very interested in finding out whether there are other uh, birth defects where the uh, obese mothers are at increased risk. Okay, thank you. Uh, You described your study as a nested case control study. Can you explain what that means? Yes. uh, What we did was start out with a population of all babies who were born in New York State. And then since we would have had a hard time looking at the data on a million and a half babies, we then went into that group and picked out all of the children who had congenital heart defects of interest to us and then a, a comparison group of babies who didn't have any birth defects. So we were able to look at a much more manageable number of, of uh, children without you know, reducing the number of children with the uh, condition of interest, that is, the congenital heart defects. So we actually went from a million and a half births down to uh, 7,392 babies with heart defects and 56,304 uh, comparison babies. And does this type of study, is it more useful than other types of epidemiological studies? Well, the advantage of this kind of study is that we know that we're not getting a select and maybe a biased uh, group of cases. For example, if you went to a school for special children to select your cases, there might be some reason why those children weren't typical of all the children with the condition that you're interested in. And that can be bad because it might um, give you the wrong ideas to what some of the risk factors are. Since we were starting with all the births in New York State, we have a pretty good idea that ours is a good sample of children with congenital heart disease in New York. And uh, it makes it uh, a stronger study design because it means that they are representative of all the children who have that problem. Can you tell us why you were interested in congenital heart defects rather than other types of birth defects? Well, there there is uh, one really important answer to that, and that is that congenital heart defects are the most common of all birth defects, and um, they also account for quite a, a large number of deaths in, in newborns uh, in the United States. Uh, but in addition to that, we were curious because there have been uh, several studies in the past that have looked at that, and the results have been inconsistent. We were uh, interested in following up because some studies have shown that maternal obesity was a risk factor for either all defects or certain specific defects, 
and other studies have not confirmed that. They found that there wasn't an increased risk. So that when we were able to get this very large population of children to study, we thought that we could uh, provide a, a more powerful uh, answer to those questions. Can you tell us uh, what your findings were and how they relate to today's obesity epidemic? Yes, we found that the risk for having a baby with a congenital heart defect was increased in obese women. And the risk in morbidly obese women, those are people who have a body mass index over 40, was even higher than in obese women who have a lower body mass index. And I think one of the most exciting and interesting findings is that when you look at the risk by body mass index, the higher your body mass index, the higher the risk. So that uh, the implication is that uh, the more obese a woman is, the greater her risk of having a child with a congenital heart defect. And conversely, if a woman's body mass index um, is lower, it reduces the risk. Did you see um, any relationship between maternal obesity and heart defects um, relating to different ethnic groups or as a woman gets older? That Those were not important factors uh, because uh, the risk for most congenital heart defects is not affected very much by ethnic group. Now, there are some defects where the risk definitely increases as you get older. Those are primarily due to chromosomal problems uh, like Down syndrome. Uh, and since we already knew that those are caused by chromosomal uh, issues or problems, we didn't include those in the study since they would not have been uh, affected by obesity. Do you have any evidence that losing weight prior to conception will decrease a woman's risk for having a baby with a heart defect? Of course, that's a that's the very, very big unanswered question because um, there really haven't been any studies to look at that, and so uh, we don't know the answer right now, but it's a very important issue because uh, obviously we would want to r reduce the risk as much as possible, and uh, if... Um, being uh, uh, re reducing your your body mass index uh, before you get pregnant can do it. That would be an, an enormous public health benefit. In talking about the uh, physiologic mechanisms, um, do you think these would be related to having type two or gestational diabetes? Well, um, the issue of gestational diabetes is a little complicated because. Uh, birth defects occur very early in pregnancy. The organs like the heart form early in the first trimester of pregnancy. And so if a woman is not diabetic in that period, then she's probably not at, at increased risk. The reason it's a difficult issue is because uh, the current definition of gestational diabetes is diabetes that's identified during pregnancy. So it could be a woman who is diabetic at the time that she gets pregnant who would be at high risk or it could be a woman who becomes diabetic in the second or third trimester who would not be at high risk. But regarding type 2 or type 1 diabetes, uh, there is very definitely um, an increased risk for having uh, children with birth defects in any number of different organs. Uh, and so we think that obesity in, uh, in part is probably related because obese women have a lot of metabolic problems, one of which is um, higher blood sugar than normal. Uh, they also have insulin resistance, which can also be a problem in uh, type 2 diabetes. But we think that there may even be more 
uh, problems associated with being obese that could cause birth defects. Uh, for example, they have lipid abnormalities. So uh, unfortunately, there are quite a number of mechanisms by which obesity uh, could produce congenital heart defects. And just for the more scientifically inclined people in your audience, I, I would mention that um, the heart defects that we saw were in a number of different areas in the heart, meaning that these did not uh, occur in all probability by one mechanism. Different parts of the heart are formed different ways. And we saw defects that were likely to be associated with um, disruptions of normal heart formation in several different areas. And that would suggest